plans for my crazy day. My packed commute. All those unread emails in my inbox. But I'm getting stronger, faster, and pushing myself further every day. I don't care if I'm not like everyone else. This punching bag is the best way to end my day. <laughs> Fearless is knowing yoga isn't your style. That's the power of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Federal Employee Program. Learn more about our healthy benefits at fepblue.org slash get more. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast. Thanks for tuning in. I'm your host, Marcus Mosier. As always, you can find me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And you can find the show at Locked On Cowboys. I apologize for not having a show on Friday. Uh, I was at a wedding all weekend. Um, wasn't able to record on Friday. Saturday, I was able to slip away for three hours to watch the game. But other than that, I've been kind of absent from Twitter and everything for the last couple days. So I apologize. However, to repay you for your inconvenience, uh, I've got some news about the Locked On Cowboys podcast. A few different things. First of all, the maybe the most exciting is that starting tomorrow, there will be a new co-host for the show, Landon McCool of Blogging the Boys, better known as at McCoolBTB on Twitter, who has appeared on the show before will be joining me every single day to give you those hot cowboy takes. Uh, anybody who's ever listened to any of our shows here or at Blogging the Boys or at How, uh, How About Them podcast that he does at FanRag Sports knows that we get into some pretty heated discussions. We have some, uh, I don't want to brag, but some pretty intelligent cowboys talks. We really like to get into the nuts and bolts of uh, team building and roster construction and uh, you know just every everyday football operations as well as the football side. Uh, we we battle a lot in terms of uh, play design and uh, how a play is supposed to be executed and all that kind of stuff. So you're going to get a, a much more informed Cowboys podcast than even it was a couple days ago. This is going to be the best place to get all your Cowboys news and the deepest discussion of the Cowboys out there, so make sure you continue to listen to this podcast, subscribe to it, tell your friends about it, rate it as a five star review on iTunes. It's going to be fantastic, a great move for the show. I'm really excited for it. Tomorrow, we're going to start off with a Twitter edition of the show, which brings me to my next point. Uh, you will get the new Locked On Cowboys podcast every morning before your commute to work. So, for example, after the game on Sunday, during the regular season, you will have a Locked On Cowboys podcast in your iTunes folder, in your podcast folder, at 6 a.m. in the morning, ready to go for your commute to work. That's going to be fantastic. That's going to be ahead of all those other shows out there. You're going to get the latest Cowboys news, uh, latest reaction, all that kind of stuff. Early in the morning, you're going to have it for your workout, commute to work, whatever you want it for. It'll be there ready for you to go. Next night of a business, we will not be recording a Friday show during the season. We'll probably try to keep up Fridays during preseason uh, for the next couple of weeks, but during the show, we will not have a Friday edition of the show. However, there will be chances for Facebook Live uh, videos, periscopes, film sessions. We'll make sure that we fill you guys in so you guys have the latest news out of Cowboys Camp. Last but not least, 
the Locked On Cowboys podcast will also be available on the website LockedOnCowboys.com. Now that's going to happen in the next couple of weeks, but we're really excited about it. You're going to be able to go to LockedOnCowboys.com, have all the podcast archives, so you can go back and listen to old episodes, listen to all the things we got wrong, post them on Twitter, all that kind of stuff. There will also be articles from me, uh, all of the film breakdowns, all that kind of stuff will be posted at Locked On Cowboys, as well as some other talented writers are going to be joining the site, uh, creating amazing content. So make sure that you are checking that out. I will fill you on that. I'll fill you in on that once we get it all figured out. But I just want to let you guys know that Locked On Cowboys will be your number one spot to go for Cowboys news this season and into the future. So make sure you check all that out. Let's jump right into the show. I want to talk a little bit about my overall thoughts on Cowboys. I want to talk about I want to talk about eight players. So what I have done is I wrote about four players whose stock is up and four players whose stock is down after the team's latest preseason game against the Colts. Before I do that, I do want to mention that as great of a win as it was, and as great as the offense and the defense looked, you got to remember that this is just not a very good Colts team, especially without Andrew Luck. And I know it's a preseason and it's all whatever, but just keep in mind that this Colts team is not the the most balanced team or well-constructed team to lead. In his first game since we saw him last year in the uh, – Divisional round against the Packers, I thought he was nearly flawless. The only, only throw that I thought was inaccurate was the throw to Jason Witten, in which it was a little behind Witten, but not far enough behind that he couldn't catch it. He had one pass knocked down at the line of scrimmage. Not much you can do about that. Other than that, total command of the offense, marched him right down the field, uh, on his first drive, 95 yards, just seven plays long. Absolutely fearless, has the total command of the offense on his first, uh, or his touchdown pass to Dez. Dez was not his initial uh, read. He looked to the right, saw the tight end. In the middle of the field, Tyron Smith got beat on the left-hand side. Dak slid up, made the beautiful throw, easy money. It, it for Dak, it was just like another game. He did not worry about it. He was not phased at all. Uh, you can tell that this moment and you know any game is never going to be too big for him. He just seems like he is in total command of the offense, and that's what you want from your quarterback. You never want to worry that uh, the game seems too big for him. I'm not worried about him at all for a sophomore slump. In fact, I think he's got a really good chance to be a much better player this year because of the fact that he is—he uh, doesn't have to worry about a Tony Romo behind him, and he doesn't have to worry about giving up his job. He can play calm, confident, and relaxed. On the other side of that, it was a rough game for Kellen Moore, and I think it was pretty much assumed going into training camp and going into the preseason that Kellen Moore was going to be this team's backup quarterback. I'm not 100% convinced that he will be. Now, I don't think it's going to be Cooper Rush because the Cowboys just aren't going to put an undrafted free agent 
as their backup quarterback. But I don't... I think it's possible that the team explores their options in free agency after cuts go down because Kellen Moore just has not been productive um, so far in the preseason. On Saturday night, he was just 10 of 21 for 131 yards. That brings his preseason total in the three games that he's played to uh, 30 of 55. That's about a 55% completion percentage, 382 yards, one touchdown, one interception, and one fumble. Uh, the fumble that he had against the Colts was uh, it was a cardinal sin. He didn't really protect it at all. It was way too easy. Um, he just he was just too careless with the ball. Um, his passer rating through three games is just 75. Uh, he's really struggling. Now, part of the reason that Kellen Moore is playing is because the coaching staff believes that he can manage a game well. Uh, they believe that he can orchestrate enough plays and enough and make enough plays on a drive that the team can successfully move the ball and score. That's not happening in the preseason. Uh, through 14 of his last 14 drives, uh, he's scored just six points. Let me say that again. In the last 14 led drives by Kellen Moore, the Cowboys have scored just six points and have actually given up seven when you account for his fumble. When Kellen Moore is in the game, the offense completely bogs down. There's no life in the offense. There's no uh, enthusiasm. You can just tell like the whole team kind of slumps their shoulders and like, oh, well, here we go again. Kellen's in the game. It's a problem. And I didn't think it was going to be a problem. I thought he was going to be good enough where the Cowboys could survive with him as a backup quarterback. That's not happening right now. Partly of what's made Kellen Moore look so bad is that Cooper Rush, the quarterback behind him, has played so well whenever he's stepped in the game. Uh, through his the last three preseason games, he's got 283 yards passing on 26 of 38 attempts. Uh, he's got four passing touchdowns, zero turnovers, uh, a passer rating of 125 in those three games. Um, he's really moved the offense. And that's the difference is any time that Rush is on the field, Cowboys are moving the ball up and down the field with no problem. That's not true with Kellen Moore. Um, do I think that Rush is going to be this team's backup quarterback? Of course not. But I do think he's made a, a spot for himself on this roster, and I did not anticipate that at all heading into training camp. I thought it was a lock that the Cowboys would keep just two quarterbacks, and now it seems like a given that Rush is on this roster. Uh, another guy whose stock is down a little bit, and we're nitpicking a little bit here because most of the team played pretty well on uh, Saturday night. There was a couple guys on defense that struggled, especially in the fourth quarter, but a lot of those guys aren't going to be on the roster. A uh, guy that is challenging for a roster spot is Mark Nazacha, the linebacker from Wyoming. Uh, with the top six probably being set with Sean Lee, Anthony Hitchens, Damian Wilson, Jalen Smith, Justin Durant, and Kyle Wilbur. Nazacha needed a big preseason to kind of crack, you know, crack that role and make a roster spot available for him. But he missed a bunch of tackles. He uh, had some some plays in space where he really struggled, and that shouldn't happen for him 
because he's a very talented uh, linebacker. He's very athletic. He should not be, uh, be he shouldn't be a liability in space like he is. That's a problem. He he's probably on the outside looking in at this point in camp. Maybe he's a guy that makes the team because of a Damian Wilson possible suspension. But right now, he is not having a good uh, last couple of preseason games. Let's pause real quick to tell you about our friends at SeatGeek. Buying tickets to sports and concerts can be complicated, but there's a better, simpler way to buy with SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the smartest, easiest way to get tickets to live events. With SeatGeek's seamless mobile experience, you can buy and sell tickets in just two taps. SeatGeek helps you find the best seats at the best prices, fully guaranteed. There's nothing quite like seeing your favorite team or, or musician in person, and SeatGeek will get you closer to the action. I've got the SeatGeek app. going to use it for the football season this year. Might try to make it up to a couple uh, Bills games, not too far away from my house. But it's easy. Two taps, get you tickets exactly where you need. Just the easiest possible way to get the tickets that you want and need. SeatGeek is designed to make your ticket buying experience easier, easier than ever. But best of all, my listeners get $20 off their first SeatGeek purchase. Just download the SeatGeek app and enter the promo code LONFL today. That's promo code LONFL today. Excuse me, LONFL for $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. That's LONFL for $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. So let's talk about a couple other guys that had some pretty nice preseason games. The first is Des Bryant. He was only on the field for two series, uh, caught two passes, made his presence known right away, looked healthy. Um, he caught the first play of the game on a little slant that he beat the corner on and then was able to cut back to the outside. And then he made the incredible catch on the pass down the sideline. Prescott and Dez looked like they were on the same page, and that's good news considering how slow they started off the season last year. Uh, as we know, those two kind of got into a rhythm as the last 12 games, Bryant caught 11 touchdowns, scored 12. He finally kind of looked like himself again. Uh, that's all good news. Uh, I thought I thought Dez looked a little bit less explosive than he has in the past, but you can see that his uh, athleticism is still there. He, still, he may be a little bit more of a cerebral player at this point of his career, but he's still the number one receiver on this team, and I expect him to still be a star for the Cowboys this year. Uh, the other couple guys I want to talk about real quick on the offensive line, Chaz Green, I don't think he played a great game. He had two uh, holding calls. One was negated. Actually, he had one holding call, one clipping call that led to the first and 25 fumble by Kellen Moore. But to uh, Green's defense, he played three different positions in this game. He played left tackle, he played right tackle, he played left guard. They were moving him all around. He had to play a lot of different spots in this game. So I don't worry about Chaz Green as much. It was just nice to see him on the field. But on the flip side, I thought Jonathan Cooper played really well. I thought this was probably his best preseason performance so far. And uh, after I kind of did some research on it, Pro Football Focus agreed. He had his best game of his career with an overall grade of 857 a highest grade of the game by any player on either side. It sounds like, and it kind of seems like the Cowboys are going to go in the season with him being the left guard and keeping Chaz Green as a swing tackle, who also could play left tackle if they needed to. 
Uh, my guess is Byron Bell is also going to be one of the other um, active offensive linemen every week as he gives them some flexibility for a tackle and a guard. Uh, if Zach, or excuse me, if Travis Frederick ever went down, my guess is they would move Cooper over to center and kick Chaz Green into le- at left guard. But uh, yeah, all signs right now point to Cooper being the team's left guard, and he played really well. For me, it's never been a question about Cooper's talent because I know at the very worst he can be an average guard in this league. It's just about staying healthy. He doesn't have the size that Ronald Leary had, but he may be a little bit more athletic. Uh, He's a much better fit in a zone scheme than in a man scheme, and that's what he was in Arizona. Uh, I think he's going to be a solid player. Probably worst case scenario, he's average to below average. But you can get away with that at left guard. So I'm not con- too concerned about that spot. I think it's nice that the Cowboys kind of seem like they are uh, focusing in and zeroing in on one player. I just kind of think they don't believe Chaz Green is reliable enough to take a hold of that job. That's it for today's show. Make sure that you guys subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Join us tomorrow when Landon McCool makes his first appearance on the Locked On Cowboys podcast. I'm excited to step in with him. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we need your Twitter questions for tomorrow, so make sure you send them in to me. You can tweet them to me at Marcus underscore Mosier or at Locked on Cowboys. We'll see you guys right back here, here tomorrow. Thanks for tuning in. Is democracy in danger or decline? Condoleezza Rice, William Galston, and Carlos Gutierrez and others take on this question in the fall edition of The Catalyst, a journal of ideas from the Bush Institute. Surveys show Americans place less trust in institutions like the media and business. Others contend America has faced far more challenging periods and emerged strong. Leading policymakers, Bush Institute experts, and respected journalists take on this debate. Read about it at bushcenter.org catalyst.